Welcome to Re-Educating Dad, the weekly cross-generational daddy-daughter talk show. The reason I paused there for a moment was because I was getting a lot of feedback. Don't know if you could hear it, Tony. Oh, no. Okay. This is episode 24, and my name is Tony Co, a.k.a. Big Tone, and I am very glad to have my co-host and charming daughter back with me today, Tony Co Brooker after her absence last week because she was feeling under the weather. She is, of course, known as Lil Tone. Are you feeling better today, Lil Tone? Yeah, a bit better, thank you. That is Not good. 100%, but getting there. Well, you look good. You look thank good on you. screen. I had a wash. <laughs> <laughs> it's an app. I don't know and what it's also, like. So say that again. And also, it is the beginning of my favourite season, Autumn! Oh, yeah, you should see the colours here. I'm looking out of my home office window at Breeden Hill. I live in a little village called Elmley Castle. And it's, it's a beautiful sunny day. It's just gorgeous. And you can see the autumn colours now beginning to emerge. It's just so beautiful. I can't wait for you to come here. Me too. Very excited. This is my favourite time of the year. I'm going to put decorations out today. I'm going to put all the pumpkins out and put the bunting up and candles. And yeah, I just love it. I love autumn. Well, we need pictures. We need pictures of that. So we'll put them on the channel, on the Facebook page. That would be good. <laughs> so uh, last week when you were not feeling well, uh, I did one on my own and it was very, very sad doing it on my own. I was completely at sea without you. Um, <laughs> It was, episode, it was episode 23. Um, it was called The Lockdown Versus Economy Dilemma. As a bit of a homage to what we were supposed to be discussing, uh, which I'll come on to in a minute, which is what we are going to discuss today. Uh, I even managed to forget to plug in my podcasting microphone. Uh, so the, the sound quality was not great. And I, and I managed to say that uh, your big sister Jackie's uh, wedding was on the 19th of February. Oh, wow. When, when of course, <laughs> when it was, of course, on the 19th of September. So that just goes to show how much I need you here. And we were really lucky as well, because only a few days after, they cut the, um, the amount of people that are allowed to go to weddings at the moment, didn't they? That's absolutely right. And that was one of the things that I, I was covering the new measures. You know, we last time we did one together, the episode together, which must have been episode 22, we discussed the new rule of six. So last week I reviewed the uh, new measures that included what you just mentioned, which was the reduction of wedding numbers down to 15, which that would have made it a very different event, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I want to move into uh, what your suggestion was as part of my uh, re-education program, or I would call the indoctrination of dad program. Uh, you suggested that um, I, you should suggested a couple of weeks ago that I should watch a new Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma. So why don't you just explain why you wanted me to watch that and you know, what, what it's broadly about? Um, well, first of all, before I tell you that, I'd like to say that really interestingly, I was only having a conversation with my father-in-law a couple of days prior to watching it. 
Um, and I was talking about how my generation, it's sort of in the mid thirties, were the first generation to use social media. We're kind of like the technology generation um, and how we had no idea what kind of so psychological impacts social media has had on us. Um, and they're only really starting to kind of like uh, to um, analyze it now. And then uh, loads of people were talking about the social dilemma and how it had blown their minds. So I decided to watch it. And it's kind of hard to describe because they cover lots and lots of stuff in the documentary. But basically, it's, it's a bunch of people that have worked for Google, Facebook, Twitch, you know, um, Instagram, stuff like that. Um, talking about how something that was built to create connection between people um, around the world um, has now, the machine has now been uh, turned into something that essentially manipulates buying behaviors and voting behaviors um, all for profit. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of it. I didn't really think about that before I said it, but I hope that made sense. Yeah, it does, yeah. And I did, uh, I duly watched it, and uh, I was actually very impacted by it. I thought it was a very well-made um, documentary, a very honest documentary, and I thought that the people that appeared in it from the tech world were absolutely brilliant people, and they were clearly people who were so concerned you know that i think they all said well nearly all of them not quite all of them but they 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 said that they had come in with such high hopes for this amazing thing this amazing tool which i think in many ways things like facebook have been and are amazing tools in, in our lives and but then they'd seen it, seen it turn into this kind of monster yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, and as I say, they were just just so concerned. I remember the guy. Do you remember the guy, really good-looking guy who worked for? Um, uh, I think it was Facebook. Do you remember that guy? Re sort of really, sort of all you know, like a got you know, like an Adonis sort of looking guy. And he said yeah, that I think he was the head of he was the head of something at Facebook. I want to say like. Create a, what was he the head of? He was really high up in product um, development uh, or something like that. I think it was product development, something like that, because he had been bought in with the idea look, how do we monetize this? Because, of course, Facebook never used to make any money at all, it was all yeah. cost. And he, oh, yeah, you're right. that's what his job was. Yeah, his job was making it profitable. That's right. And he said, We looked at Google and we were we had such admiration because they had managed to turn this. Uh, this search engine, this incredible search engine, into a money machine, which of course they have. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And they want, and they that therefore was the way they decided that they should, they should go. But of course, as you rightly said in your introduction, I mean, once you bring profit into the equation, it drives everything. That becomes the obsession. Yeah. Well, it said that it was it it's designed to nurture addiction and that's used in politics and it's used in uh, surveillance capital capitalism and, you know, like data mining and all of that. And it just, when you get further and further into it, it gets terrifying because you realize that 
they're almost creating this digital dummy of you and they're fine-tuning this algorithm to look at your your different online behaviors so that might be like your buying behaviors or your the way that you um absorb information so the fact i mean we were talking about this through the corbin and um johnson election where you you had all this targeted information all the time and you only existed inside this bubble like like you've said so many times i was so convinced that corbyn was going to win that but it's probably because i was existing in this like echo chamber on facebook where i was only seeing the stuff that i wanted to see yeah and your brother-in-law brad said exactly Go ahead. sorry it can kind of warp your reality can't it absolutely your brother-in-law brad um, said exactly the same thing to me the other day that he, you know, he he found he's he's come to the conclusion that his Facebook newsfeed became infected because he said what you said. He said, you know, I was I became absolutely convinced that Jeremy Corbyn was going to crush it, um, and the reason for that was I was only being shown things that I liked, things that uh, that. Um, I agreed with things that echoed my point of view. And that's this whole thing that you're talking about, like the avatar of you. I think they did that so well, don't you? The avatar of you and how they, yeah, <laughs> and how the, of course, so, sorry, you know, go ahead, go ahead. You go. It just becomes so accurate that you can, you know, now that I've watched the program, you can almost see yourself, um, you can see the manipulation and it's terrifying when it comes to uh, politics, but even removing politics, you have to think about the, the effect it has on people's mental health, the effect it has on their financial um, status, um, the fact that it's affecting the rising teen suicide rates, um, its role in kind of spreading conspiracy theories, because that was another thing that they chatted about, you know, like um, uh, spreading information about people that believe in the earth being flat and, and stuff like that. It's just, it plays such a massive role. And I feel like, like what you just said about it becoming a monster, Facebook don't have the capacity to, um, what's the word? Oh my God. My fact brain's check. Working for fact check. Not, not so much fact check, but just regulate it. They can't, yeah, well, I mean, it is yeah. fact checking, but they're not able to regulate it. It's almost got to the point where it's so big now and it's so worth so much money that they need intervention from like an unbiased board or whatever to kind of come in and, and make sure that people aren't taking advantage. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. Well, it, it sort of turbocharges conspiracy theories, doesn't it? I mean, like one of the examples that were given is, you know, uh, the, a, a woman on the show uh, on the documentary said is, you know, can you get COVID by eating Chinese food? That was one of the conspiracy theories that was put out there, which of course is utter junk. But uh, if you take an interest in a conspiracy theory like that, what the social media platforms will do is keep showing you more of that because they are their whole goal is to keep you on screen. The yeah, longer they can, well, yeah, the longer they can keep you staring at your phone or your, whatever device you use, the more that they can manipulate your behaviour. 
But it wasn't just that. They were saying that different plat social platforms were actually competing for your attention all the time. So, you know, they're competing against Twitch and they're competing against Google and they're competing against, you know, all these different social media platforms to see how long they can keep you on your phone and engaged. And, you know, if, if anyone that's listening to this picks up their phone and looks at what their screen time is, you'll probably be terrified because the day that I watched The Social Dilemma, I looked at mine and it said nine hours I was on my phone. Wow. And that's because, I mean, I, I actually sometimes find, because uh, the job that I'm doing through lockdown um, involves me using Twitter and Instagram um, a lot, I find it easier to work on my phone sometimes than my, than my um, computer. It just, I just think being able to use Instagram, you, well, you can't really use your, your laptop or your computer for Instagram. It's not effective. So I am using it for work, but still the idea that I'm staring at this tiny little screen for nine hours a day is terrifying. Yeah, you and know? you're right that all, this, all the platforms are competing to get more of your attention, competing against each other. And, one of, the, and of course, it's, it's artificial intelligence that they're using. And mm. they're all using one one guy. Um, I think it was the the guy that I mentioned from Facebook. One of the guys said, "You know, and they're all using essentially exactly the same techniques, but they're trying to get better than the other one." Um, and we all have learned that artificial intelligence increases its um, knowledge, if you like, how you know, it increases its skills its own skills exponentially because it learns at such a, uh, a, a an ever increasing rate it learns so it's learning how to do all this stuff better and one of the interesting things uh, tony that, that 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 came out of it is that you know if you notice they were i think they were asked each of them was asked who do you blame for this and they didn't have an answer they didn't really feel that there was anybody to blame they, they well, he, felt it just happened it, well they, it did happen well i don't i don't agree with that um they do think that the companies themselves are responsible but it, uh, the main guy is called tristan and he he was ex google and he, he's now um yeah he, he is like an activist for humane technology which yes. is such an interesting thing because I've never heard of that before. But he basically said that that these companies are responsible for changing their systems because he was saying it's not technology is not the monster. You know, technology does wonderful things and we shouldn't be afraid of it. But but it's the systems that need changing. And one of the most powerful things that uh, that was said on the program for me was how they said that you know um, people that use social media. Uh, aren't paying for it and they were saying if you aren't paying for it you're the product and i was yes. like oh my god I'm the product they're using me and they're using my information and they're using my behavior that was really scary so when they were saying that it's the systems that need to i mean that that reflects all throughout our society doesn't it it's not just about social media and technology it's about everything that we do right now the systems need changing because we are destroying the planet we're making ourselves sick we're consuming, you know, food that makes us ill. Like all of these systems just need to be changed. You know, they might have worked in the past. They don't work anymore. And we need to evolve as a human race. And part of that is this technology. You know, we need to stop 
using it to i mean when something's built just to manipulate people there's definitely something wrong with it <laughs> i was really impressed by that guy yaron lanier is it is that his name yaron lanier the, the guy who to me looked like the lion in the lion in the wizard of oz that was yeah yaron yeah yaron lanier yeah he was really really interesting uh, also entertaining he he entertaining. I think he wrote a book about um, why you should, uh, I think it's called 10 Arguments, Why You Should Delete All Your Social Media Accounts Now, Right Now. And uh, he, you know, he's, he's uh, passionate about that. And, what, and the thing that he said that really uh, brought the whole concept home for me is he said, can you imagine? You, you know how you know how Wiki, Wikipedia is a is an independent source, and they fiercely uh, protect that by not allowing any advertising of any kind. Yeah. So, um, and you know, if 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 I if any if you or me or anybody else was to Google, let's say you know, climate change, we'd all get the same information. He said, imagine a Wikipedia where the platform delivers up to you something that is tailored to you so that reflects your biases because of your behavior in the past online i mean that's a terrible thing don't you think yeah i mean i'm not sure how i feel about wikipedia like it, you know it's it's edited by the public and it's you know it, it's not considered to be a very good reference point because of that so I'm not sure that it's a great example for me. Well, nothing's but perfect, but what, I mean, they do require citations for things or that, you know, they do want citations for everything. And my, you know, I don't generally, I don't, I don't think I've ever gone on Wikipedia and thought, well, that's a lie. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever felt that. I mean, I'm, I might've found things on there that aren't, you know, aren't hundred percent accurate. Uh, but I don't. I feel it's an honest platform, and I, I I feel that they well. We know that they are not motivated by money, um, which I think is the key here, isn't it? Well, they do. They do have a massive push every year for donations. Yes, but they're donations, and they're freely given. They're not. You know, it's not. It's not as though they're selling advertising. They're not selling products. Um, to yeah, but that us. doesn't mean. Yeah, but I don't know. That's a whole nother conversation because. But anyway, you know, for me, that was an analogy that really brought it home is that, you know, we are being, when we search on Google, we are being delivered results that reflect our biases. And, and, and for this whole thing, really, this whole uh, concept that they were talking about is, is really leveraging uh, the confirmation bias that in exists in all of us. Can I just say quickly, to go off on a slightly different route for a second, the positives about building algorithms. And, and there have been parts of it that have really, really benefited us, me. And for example, that might be using Spotify. You know, uh, I think that Spotify has become so finely tuned now that I'm recommended music that I just love immediately they, they've really nailed playlisting yeah. um and also the same with like instagram like i i really like certain types of like artistic accounts and i get pushed new accounts that 
that I like and it's it's become a it's opened a whole creative world for me so I think it's really important to emphasize that it's not all like doom and gloom obviously there's this pretty dark side to it but actually building an algorithm that suits you has benefited us in so many ways it's just it's just when it comes to this kind of sinister manipulation that it, that is worrying as soon as it becomes about money and it becomes about um swaying a political vote or feeding lies particularly feeding lies i think because uh, what i think something that they talked about in the, in the in the documentary was about how sometimes um uh propaganda is pushed you know that they they're feeding this propaganda in even though that they know that it's not true just to kind of um create chaos online yes almost like ca uh, causing deliberately causing disorder well, and, causing um, not only online, causing causing that to spill out into the streets, causing that to bring you know the, the objective. Well, of is, that, we? Yeah, I mean We've Russia. Russia is interfering, no doubt. No doubt, Russia is interfering. Yeah, China is interfering. In in with the, the movement, and you know, yeah. uh, you know, with, with the kind of like the far right and um, the you know the BLM pro peaceful protesters and stuff like that. What's what's being fed online and. You know, one of when when the interviewer was asking the interviewees <laughs> uh, mm. what their biggest fear was with all of this is, it, you know, one of the things was civil war that that that, yeah. that social media could be responsible for creating civil war, which is a massive possibility, and that's why it's really really important for us as individuals to try and um, find a way to react as if we're talking face to face and not through a computer or through a device, you know, not, not reacting to things online, not, not listening to the, not being pulled in by the bait. You know, we still have control here and your choice to engage in an online battle is exactly what they're after. And it's actually making well, When us you say miserable. they, what do you mean by they? Um, the people that the, people that are pushing the propaganda so the so, people who are the people who are co-opting these tools because they realize they realize yeah they realize that this is an amazing way of creating unrest um and and uh getting people to you know get out on the streets it's, it's an amazing way to uh to uh take advantage of, of our, of the tribalism in us, you know, the, the, the polarization, the political polarization that is, seems to be becoming worse and worse all the time. They've seen that and that they can use it. This is a very, very, very powerful tool for doing that. But it, that was never intended by the founder of Facebook or the founders of Google or any of these other platforms. That was never their intention. And that's why I don't think so, sorry not in the beginning zuckerberg is definitely he's definitely responsible for a lot of shit that's going down now well being responsible <laughs> being responsible is different than having it as an intention i would say that he is complicit in allowing uh political parties to spread lies and well, i think that if you if you watch AOC interview him, you can see that he is driven by money, one hundred percent. Well, I don't He's think I don't think I'm going to disagree with that. 
I am glad that you you talked about the positives because in my life, Facebook, for instance, has been an overwhelming positive. I, I don't know when it was founded, um, but uh, I have reconnected with friends from years and years and years ago. I've stayed in touch, stayed with, in people touch with people that I've met all over the uh, all over the world, really. You've really only just discovered how it all works. I've seen you, you were getting excited about Facebook recently with your little influencer videos and <laughs> chatting to your friends online. <laughs> that's, that's a different, that's a different matter. That's probably my sadness, my sad part of my personality. No, it's not, it's not. I that's know. how I feel about Instagram. You know, I, I feel like I really only got it a couple of years ago and it's, it, it's, I find that to be my favorite platform. Yeah. You know, and th but there are some like, like you absolutely said, I mean, you know, the predictions, I, I remember when Amazon first came out and, and started to predict what books you might like. And I, and I thought, well, this is pretty good. You know, the way it was predicting what I might like was, was pretty accurate. And then you know, I find the same with Netflix. And I, I, I see that, I see that, um, there was a lot of criticism in this uh, pro in this uh, documentary about YouTube's recommendation of videos to you. And I think that where I would bring this, um, I mean, I find their recommendation engine useful and helpful to me, but I think I'm pretty good at, at, at spotting. I, first of all, I tend to, I tend to be very open to the other side of the argument. Because I, I I know that the if I if I shut my mind to the other side of the argument, then I'm that then I'm going to be I'm just going to be subject to my own confirmation biases, and that will make me oh, certainly a weaker debater for it. But um, YouTube is very very driven by money. Yes, so it's it is. better that you go and find your own videos rather than you watch their recommended videos. But it saves me time. I mean, I, you know, a lot of it is. I mean, for instance, narrow boating is probably the thing I watch most videos about, and I, I think that's a pretty innocuous. <laughs> I think they're pretty innocuous uh, um, videos by people who are passionate about um, narrow boating in the British in the English canals. Oh, you, I see that you've frozen. Are you there? Oh my goodness, I may have to do something about this because we have lost Lil Tone. Let me see if I can, uh, she's phoning me on WhatsApp. Let's see, this is, this is what happens when you do things as live. Uh, no, it's not allowing me to speak to her. It says it's connecting, but uh, I think we've lost her. Well, I think we're close to the end anyway, folks. I am sorry about that. We've had some technical issues uh, without doubt uh, today. I've had a lot of feedback. Um, we're going to have to improve that. I don't know what went wrong today um, in that regard, but it's been a great, um, a great uh, discussion. I do strongly recommend uh, that you watch The Social uh, Dilemma on Netflix. Uh, I hope we've, if you haven't already seen it, I hope that we've... Uh, uh, we've whetted your appetite. Um, certainly, these uh, platforms are using technology that means that they they really know everything about us. It it uh, 
and it and it also is it the point that was made in the documentary it leverages our evolutionary imperative to connect uh, and it uses that and that can lead to uh, causing addiction to these uh, these things so uh, in in wrapping up here i i think that um uh in wrapping up here, I think that uh, I probably have got to hesitate to say, please share and like, uh, like our podcast, because I'm now playing into exactly the things we're talking about. But the point that I was going to make to Tony was that I think that, you know, really this says more about us than it does about the platforms. I mean, we should be able to take, we should be able to see when we're being manipulated and uh, act accordingly. Uh, I mean, if you can say really that commercial advertising has been something that uh, that that uh, has been uh, manipulating us for decades and upon decades, and they've just got much more sophisticated than us. We've got to recognise our own uh, biases. We've got to guard against being biased. We've got to more come together. We've got to be prepared to listen to the other side of the argument. Um, and I think that that's going to benefit, especially when we face challenges like we are with COVID at the moment. We, let's not knock bits out of each other. Let's come together with solutions and not just keep moaning at the other side, but moaning about government. Let's try and uh, be positive and solution oriented. So uh, I'll wrap up now and uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, there's an exciting new uh, thing, a uh, tool on our uh, we now use Anchor for, for, as our podcast, our preferred podcasting platform. Uh, they're brilliant. And they have a tool on there that actually allows you as listeners to leave us a voice message. And we may actually include that in a future episode. You may ask us a question or make a point and we'll discuss that and your voice will come into the episode. That, so that's an exciting thing. Do go and look at our Facebook page. Oh, I'm doing it now, aren't I? You can get it via, via www.re-educatingdad.com um, and uh, you'll go to our Facebook page and you'll be, be able to find other ways. You can see us recording this on uh, YouTube if, if that takes you fancy. Uh, so uh, nice to talk to you and, and little, I hope that uh, we get over our technological problems next week and uh, Little Tone will be back and the Gremlins. Thank you.